Obviously, watch the whole movie in one sitting. Uh, so I went back, like you know, fifteen minutes, but like eight forty-five, just to read through my notes, just to kind of refresh myself. And I was definitely the most drunk I've been while while watching this movie for any of the podcast movies so far. I have notes to myself about my drinking along the side, <laughs> and it gets more and more incomprehensible as it goes so like i'm definitely gonna partake but there might be a a, a drop off in specificity as uh, as i go on is there also an arrest report stapled to you <laughs> this time no <laughs> that's great hello and welcome back to hold my popcorn where we make fun of the good movies and trash the bad ones i'm max healy out in nashville and we got the same crew as last week. So in Boston, we've got Tim Begin. How you doing, Timmy? Uh, doing fantastic here, Max. Uh, I just I want to give the audience a heads up. It's festival season here in the north end of Boston, which oh, means there's a bunch of uh, hairy Italians playing trumpets outside my window, so you might hear something. <laughs> it's, my, it's my dream. <laughs> it's not. It's my nightmare. <laughs> And in Portland, Maine, we have the now sober and squirrely Bill Dooley. How you doing, Bill? Oh, well, although I don't know, sober might be generous. I, I've I've gotten into the habit of uh, of drinking a few beers beforehand to make sure that John doesn't get too far ahead of me. So, uh, <laughs> so sober is not an accurate description. But uh, buzzed. How how are you doing, Max? I'm wonderful. Terrific. Glad I'm sober right now, but that might change as well. We'll see. Good. Good. Yes. By the way, Bill, I know last week you had some issues remembering the characters' names, so just write this down, okay? No, no, Lon- no. Nope, nope. No, I've already, you good? I've, I've got a note card in front of me with all my, <laughs> like, like main bitch equals Shoshana, and evil <laughs> est Nazi, Hans Landa. Uh, young Magneto is Archie Hickox. I'm all set. I got all sorts of notes for that. <laughs> okay, good. That's good. And just outside of Sacramento, California, we have probably the still sunburnt John Anishak. Yeah, so just an update on my uh, skin that was raped by the California sun. Um, I'm peeling like a fucking onion right now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's not pretty. And I've been going to work and I've noticed that people give me like a solid 12 inch, like just a foot away like they had an extra foot they stand away from me just because i mean i'm it snows where i go now <laughs> just tell um, them that you are an extra on the set of chernobyl they'll, they'll <laughs> love you for it mm-hmm. i've got three weeks to live before all of my organs liquefy <laughs> i turn into so you're the telling me the sun came down and raped you in the skin <laughs> man that's cold Dun-dun. that's cold <laughs> uh, but uh I'm nothing sure sunny alcohol, about that alcohol consumption <laughs> I'm uh, having a nice uh, Sonoma Sonoma Pinot Noir right now. Ooh, wow, wine! Um, it tastes it's better than the blood of Christ. It's mm, <laughs> so sweet. Wow, I'm drinking a fine Pilsner beer that is uh, spelled L I T E. I think it's by oh. Miller. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, stop rubbing it in my face. <laughs> it's all, okay, all right, all right, okay. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, last week we covered chapters one through three of Inglorious Bastards, and this week we're going to uh, be finishing off the movie with chapters four and five, and then we've got a few extra questions, so let's just get back into it with chapter four, Operation Kino. 
So you're introduced to Michael Fassbender as Lieutenant Archie Hilcox, who was a German film critic prior to the war, getting debriefed by Mike Myers and Winston Churchill on, Oper- on Operation Kino. I swear I'm sober. Which is a plot to assassinate the, Na- the Nazi high command at the premiere of Nation's Pride. But first, he's going to need to meet with the double agent in German actress Bridget von Hammersmark, as well as the two German-born bastards to go undercover at the film premiere. All I know is I want a drinks globe. <laughs> <laughs> that globe is awesome. So good. I know. Dude doesn't care if there's just juice boxes in there. He wants it. <laughs> yeah, if there's Capri Suns in there, I'm drinking them. Fuck yeah. What are the what were the the plastic drinks that had the faces on them? Teenies. Was it? Like, was it? Oh no, no. I'm it's thinking like the teenies. Squeeze? Oh, what the fuck were those things called? I know I remember what you're talking about. Oh, those were great. Yeah. I mean teenies oh, are also terrific. The little miniature barrels that were plastic. Yeah. But the ones with like this, like as you would just drink it, you could squeeze it like their face would just look like they're just going, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So we were talking about gout earlier and all of those drinks are literally like gout in a can. Like, <laughs> they are, yes. It's just, it's just with the, just a little garnish of diabetes to go with it. Or excuse me, diabetes. The, the, the you don't really need the diet. It's just the betas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Give me some of that betas. <laughs> Ooh, what you got over there? Is that some of that new betas? <laughs> uh, so, sorry, go ahead, John. Go no, I was just going to say, can we talk about Mike Myers and this possibly being the greatest role he has ever played, just throwing the British under the bus That's for exactly how strange what I was they are. Say. That was what I was going to transition <laughs> to next. Mike Myers is, I don't like, so weird, but terrific in this in this role. It's minor, but it's great. I just look, he's just awkwardly standing in the corner with his legs like one inch apart from each other. Just smiling the entire time. <laughs> Awkwardly, just it's looking over etiquette, at Churchill. Guys. It's called <laughs> etiquette, guys. You don't know anything about being a, a respectable human. God. Also, why is the room so big? It's huge. Just awkwardly big. You're like in an auditorium. <laughs> yeah. You know that's how, but that is how British people <sighs> like, do, like do business. You know, like any clandestine meeting is in like in the middle of an auditorium <laughs> for some reason. And they're standing awkwardly far apart from each other, they're, even though they're telling secrets. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. 50 foot minimum. Remember. Yeah. If I get back into my boarding school days, if you get within 20 feet, your, your, your knickers are coming off. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta get a nice poking. I love how Winston Churchill in this scene is just s- literally slumped over at a piano. <laughs> just hammered. Like, oh, I can't even. Where am I? Where am I? Brief him. <laughs> yeah, brief him. How's it going? <laughs> What's up? How's it going? So the Myers, the shit that he's saying to us. Seems like we have all of our raw eggs in one basket. The, oper- the objective of Operation Kino, blow up the basket. Just starts like longly <laughs> staring so at Churchill. Good. <laughs> that is like that probably is like British oh, aristocracy so though. Good. Just like not clever, but then thinking they're very clever. <laughs> like if you had a like a conversation with like Prince Charles, I'm sure there would be a lot of that. Cue to the rendezvous, being in a basement and the bastards are not happy about it. Fighting in a goddamn basement. <laughs> you know, fighting in a basement offers a lot of difficulties. Number one being you're fighting in a basement. <laughs> Love it. I love it. I love it. (laughs) You hate him? I hate him. Why? I hate him in this role. Why? You're wrong, Bill. 
I do not enjoy Brad Pitt in this role at all. You are the weirdest human being ever, Bill. I swear to God. You don't like <laughs> so Dennis like, Eckersley. <laughs> <laughs> He's a piece of shit. That's that's a proven fact. Everyone knows it. You don't mm. like Brad Pitt in this role. Probably his greatest role. False. Thank you. Anybody think that Fassbender was being even more snooty with, um, you know, being more of like a snooty Brit with, when he was around all the Americans? Yeah, I think so. Oh, of course. He's like, don't worry, she's a British spy. <laughs> yeah, no, she was. He was being very cocky. Yeah, yeah, he was looking down his nose at the, the crass, uncouth Americans. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Who just so happened to come in and win the war? <laughs> Bail your ass out of two of them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, love, love Tim's history commentary. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I mean, understandable though. It's like the why the bastards are pissed because this isn't their plan. They don't know the actress and it could easily be a trap since all the Nazis know that the bastards are behind enemy lines. Yeah. It's kind of, it is kind of, you know, if they were sent there for this guerrilla warfare, where warfare mission, just to kind of like fuck with the Nazis and scare them to drag them into this, what would you would assume to be like highly elaborate plan is it seems like an ill fitting pair. Yeah. Not going to work out well. No. No. And it doesn't. It, no, it does not. Because uh, <laughs> Fast... <laughs> his accent is so bougie that it comes through even in his perfect German. Where, like, I mean, that's when they pick it up. It's like, I don't understand your accent. Because he's like, oh, ich bin... Ich bin Berliner. Yeah, he draws, he draws no. the, the end syllable out. I got to say, though, I... I I love that. I mean, I, it's it's getting to be ridiculous because I enjoy the whole movie, but I love the scene, you know, like where, where he's pl- trying to play that agent or that uh, play the German. He does such a good job. I thought, you know, to get caught on the fucking three finger thing. I mean, what mm. a minor thing to get caught on. So everyone's noticed that stuff, Bill. They do. So. They notice a lot of annoying things about people. <laughs> <laughs> those people have paid prices. High price. Oh boy. Oh boy. I'm not sanctioning it. I'm just saying it happened. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, I loved that card game. Like, I mm. genuinely want to play that. I was. I have like multiple notes. What? How? It, like the game that they're playing. How they're playing it. And then when they do ex- just outright explain the rules, I, I just have, oh, delightful. They explain it. Like, it's, I'm looking forward to playing that game. I'm going to disagree with you and say that I fucking hate that game. Why? Mm. John, be- why? Be- Because you. That's why. <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's a good reason. That is a good reason. Actually, I would love to play that with you sometime. John, uh, <laughs> let me just make something, one thing clear. We're not friends. Right? Okay. <laughs> Gross. We're we're going to be by the time I'm done with you. We we are we are essentially co-workers in this situation, so let's let's keep it professional, if you would please. God, it's fucking gross. <laughs> All right, so yeah, I guess we can kind of get into the little card game, but um, just two fun facts about Fassbender first. So he initially auditioned for the role of Londa and spent over 25 hours learning French and German accents. And then he showed up to the audition. Tarantino told them that he's got to be auditioning for Hillcox because he already found his Landa. And then Fassbender said, like, are you sure? And the direct quote that Tarantino said was, look, man, any guy who gets cast as Hillcox is not fucking German enough to play my Landa, all right? <laughs> so he thought he ruined his shot, and he, he kind of did because they actually cast Simon Pegg as Hillcox originally. And then he had to back out. So then they brought Fassbender in as a backup. 
Simon Pegg, that would have sucked. Yeah, it wouldn't have been as good. No, the whole idea of this guy is that he's like this like polished, good looking British dude. Who hey, then gets suave. shot in the Yeah, gets swabbed, we're gonna then get shot in the cock. <laughs> That's the whole point of it. That is the end of that is the character's mind's opus. He's the beta version of James Bond. Like it was like double O, like point five. They were getting right. trying to get it right. No, he thought he was James Bond, but he was just a film critic. It's like, no, you just watch those movies. Um, but this, okay, so the second part, though, is that Fassbender was born in Germany, and then he moved to Ireland, and English is his second language. So in this role, he's doing the exact opposite by speaking his native German with a thick English accent. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that helps, too. All the more impressive. Indeed. So then you're reintroduced to Gestapo Major Hellstrom reading a book by candlelight in the corner of the beer mug shaped like a boot. This guy, too, was fucking awesome in this movie. Yeah. I mean, you know, he's got that kind of like that dark, pale, gothy, emo vibe to him. Tim, like you said last week, you know, he'd probably just be another huge loser in any other time period. But sadly for them, he's a hawk like Londa and he's a good Nazi. He's so oily. Yeah. Just so oily. Like just dark. Oh. Looks like he's in Slytherin. AKA a good Nazi. Couldn't you? You got to imagine all most Nazis in any position are very oily. They have a very greasy com- complexion. It's from all that schnitzel that they're eating. I know. Oh yeah. boy, don't tell me about schnitzel. it. When I was in Austria, that's all I ate. And yeah. Bratwurst. I ate so many brats that I couldn't take my wedding ring off. Sorry. Oh my god. You got gout on your wedding ring. Finger. No, my, my fingers, <laughs> my my hands were so swollen from all the beer and all the salt that I literally couldn't take my wedding ring off until I left Germany. Oh, boy. <laughs> all right. Sorry. What are you going to say, John? Um, I, I, I got nothing. I'm just imagining your big swollen fingers, sausage fingers. Just mm-hmm. like, I'm just trying to pull it off like a Chinese finger trap. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> um, by the way, just a uh, great temporary save by Fassbender saying that he was in a movie where all the Germans had the same type of British accent. Is that what the whole premise was? I didn't understand that. Yeah. So it was it was a good little cover that he had is that this movie was filmed up in like they're like mountain people and that's how they all sound. And he could actually use it as an example because he had that other Nazi had actually seen the movie before. So he's like, all right. my fa- all my family talks like that. Yeah, from like oh, because he town. was he was making his accent based on that movie. No, no, that was just him covering up the fact that he sounds like a Brit speaking German. Oh, okay, I got you. It, it was basically just the idea was that like this is so remote, nobody's going to be able to really question me on this one way or the other. I think. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's understandable though because, like, if you're in a bar and you just see some like sergeant with a U.S. military uniform come in and just start being like. You need to quiet down. You can't be talking like this in front of me. You're like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, I, I, having no uh, no no uh, reference point to to be able to tell uh, what a what a British accent in the German language would sound like, he might have just sounded like an absolute idiot that whole scene. It looked and sounded very convincing and cool to me as an idiot person from America, <laughs> uh, but it, it, it very well could have just been like painfully obvious for somebody that's actually German. I think it was, and that's like what tripped them all off, because when he's explaining that the entire time, though, Hellstrom is just, like, burning a hole through Fassbender's head. Like, not blinking True. once, just staring at him. He knew the whole time, I think. I did, too. You oh, think? Oh, definitely. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think that he was using excuses. Because it wasn't until the three finger thing that he like that like his face. I feel like in the way that Londa's face goes like dark. You know what I mean? It wasn't until the three finger thing happened that his face truly changed and it it like became concrete. He had a physical reaction to it. Like he perked up. It's like ooh, yeah, yeah, exactly. That that's what made me think that like he was he wasn't really sure until then. I think he knew something was up and that he this was like a whole game to him to figure it out. Me too. I think he was just stalling. Because, I mean, he's Gestapo, which is the secret police. Like, their job is just to find secrets and know who people are. So, I mean, I think that's like he just gets a kick out of it. It's like, I'm going to play this game. This guy already sounds like he's a Brit. I'll get him drunk and then see what happens. It was fucking intense. I know that. that, oh that I mean, this movie is full of these kinds of scenes. But, I mean, that... Especially like after the after the three finger thing and everything. Well, even before that, um, when he when he raises like the cheers to them. And I I can't remember exactly what he says, but like the table just falls silent. And the third Reich thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Thousand year Reich. Well, by that point, they already all knew. Like the second he did the three hammers, Mark, like she just looks down at the table. She's like, fuck. Yeah. And same. Here's a question. What like in American culture would tip you off like that? Probably isn't um, anything, right? How you say fucking. <laughs> well, that's only in Boston. Right. So apparently, I think the three fingers actually would actually be a big signal here, too. I was reading that it is a, like a Western European thing, not necessarily just German, with like the way they do the three fingers. So that would vice versa. Same thing here. I like if I saw somebody do that, I mean, I guess maybe if there were other cues, you know, the accent just wasn't right there. The words they were using weren't quite right. And then I saw him do three fingers like that. I like I might be like, all right, enough's enough. This is obviously wrong. But if I just saw somebody hold up three fingers, like including the thumb or like the, the pinky through the middle or something like that, I wouldn't re- like I might notice, but I wouldn't really be suspicious about where they're from. I was so I was in Munich and I ordered around and asked for like three shots as well. And then I just like, it's like three like that. Like, you know, I did the, like with the thumbs, like you guys do that. Right. And the person like immediately was like, yes. Oh, like you've seen you, the, the movie, the, um, the, uh, <laughs> like, yes. Glorious Bastards. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, yeah. Like, That's a real thing. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's real. Yeah. Was Hitler real? <laughs> don't ask them that. They will not. They don't like that. <laughs> yeah yeah well like even other things like little sayings like you know at the end of the movie where it's like it's a bingo yeah, it's yeah. Like, is exactly that how you say I was it gonna say. is that how you say yeah. it it's a bingo little little <laughs> idioms like that i feel like are what would trip people up more more actually that's a very good point that's a very good point bill because our like our slang and colloquialisms and all that i can't pronounce that word um were are just so off the wall like only eclipsed by like the british because they make no sense like they just do weird little cockney rhymes and shit like oh i'm gonna go take a tom what's that mean oh a shit really (laughs) (laughs) go burn a bag that's a a real turn oh god it's like oh don't say that in alabama (laughs) easy now they will agree (laughs) yeah where are they in my pocket (laughs) what what do you mean they're in your pocket cool let's go get jesper (laughs) So just going back to the card game, though, I love the fact that first Hellstrom, he uses his rank and makes Stieglitz move over a seat. And then Stieglitz like just looks like he's about to murder him the second that happens. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah. like bitterly drinking his whiskey, just looking like a tiger in a cage. And then you just 
cue to that guitar rec- uh, lick again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is like this is not what he signed up for. He does not want to be taking orders from Germans anymore. No. Well, at that point, Fassbender looks at him too when he moves to the seat. He, like he kind of glances up at him. He's like, "Oh fuck, he's gonna go stab him now." <laughs> uh, no, it just tells him to say goodbye to your Nazi balls. Yeah, blam blam. <laughs> Which is so good. It's similar, you know, obviously because it's so intense, but it's similar to the, the opening scene because all the background volume is completely muted once it gets super tense. Did, like, did the, there was a point where, like, the record literally stopped when he came, like, when he chimed up from his back corner room, right? Yeah. He took the record off. Yeah. Oh, he took, he the, took record the record the off. stylus right? off the record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Power move. Honestly, like, the, the movie in, in and of itself, like, in different, when the tension gets raised, it almost becomes a play. It's almost like the background totally dissolves and then it's just the the actors. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. I was thinking that exactly with Fassbender when he switches over to English. I mean, it's something that's like either straight out of like a 1940s noir movie or a play. You know, he lights the cigarette, he has that posture. Well, boy, I hope you don't mind if I go at speaking the kings. And, you know, just everything about that is just so... I don't know, just like over the top, but in a good way. I feel like the Boston equivalent to that saying would be, well, oh boy, I hope you don't mind if I don't, I go out not speaking like a queer. (laughs) (laughs) There's a saying in Boston that there's a place reserved in hell for people that don't finish their Duncan. Oh my God, fucking Duncan. (laughs) Can I just say that Duncan is a little overrated? Duncan's not overrated because it's trash and everyone knows it. They just buy it because it's around every fucking corner in the street. <laughs> oh, all right. It's all true. right. That's fair. It's, that's it's, fair. It's Honestly, dude, Duncan sucks. Duncan sucks hard. Except for the donuts. Those are delicious. delicious. The donuts they are suck. sawdust. They suck. <laughs> Bill. Bill. They're donuts. And donuts are delicious. And I'm not going to hear another word about it. You are going to hear another word about it. <laughs> they suck, Tim. They fucking dude. suck. Bill, if you had a choice, if you had a choice between no donuts and Dunkin' Donuts, donuts, <laughs> donuts, I'm gonna choose Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah. <laughs> yes, thank you very much. I rest my case, Your Honor. <laughs> That's a way to counter on any of Bill's arguments. <laughs> well, you can choose my option, or there's none at all. Which one do you gotta choose? <laughs> yeah. Oh, you cornered me again, Tim. You wily bastard. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Uh, yeah. So Stieglitz, though, he just blows this dude's balls up and. Blam, blam, just starts raining bullets over this bar. And then Willem just starts spraying wildly, killing everyone who was still standing. I, I think it was a very tasteful thing that Tarantino did that uh, Stiglitz shot, gave one bullet to each ball. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was great. No favorites. I just have to say, too, that the actor that had the little blood packets explode that close mm. to his crotch, he there must have been some collateral damage. Like, that dude didn't <laughs> sit down right for a week. There's no way. <laughs> Imagine how scared he must have been, at the very least. So, like, you know he had to be convinced. Like, are you 100% sure nothing could possibly go wrong? Well, I mean, possibly, uh, you know. Just just ask the actor from The Crow. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Yeah, so then Aldo comes down to negotiate with Willem, or Wilhelm, and... I know, Bill, you don't like Pitt's accent. I know you guys don't like Pitt's accent. I don't care. Just with all this carnage happening, and then Wil- Wilhelm just yelling, are you British or American? And then you just get the familiar sounding, American! <laughs> so I do have to say, this was where his accent did click, was in this scene. Mm. And starting with that, it's like, American! 
It's like, is the chick with you? Yeah, she's ours. <laughs> I just love the fact, too, that he says that, you know, you can grow up and play catch with uh, your son, Max. It's like, Europeans don't play catch. Yeah, no, they don't. No, but that's that's the whole point of it. That's great. why I love this character, because it's like Americans are so much dumber and more unpolished and just generally, like, like worse in every, in a lot of ways than like the British and like all these European countries yet we're still better than them in every way. and it's just so satisfying that we are just we can't even speak correctly like they are just so much more polished and intelligent and we're just like yay okay well we're still gonna kick your ass get your wiener snitchel fingers over here <laughs> like what yeah. like they all like Western Europe and like Russia has like this great history of like literature and fucking composers and all of this like wonderful culture and music and opera. We have John Williams. <laughs> yeah, that's well. it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, if these other European countries weren't just you know committing genocide and full of nationalism, they still have those great people too. And our country would be total shit. So no, no, no. But that's that's my point. Is same that on them. They, yeah, we are just so much better than them, despite trying apparently trying to not be better than. Them, <laughs> but we still are just better than, yeah. them, and it's great. It makes but, me fill with pride. But like, think about how big a power move it is. Where they're like, okay, so we have this sport that like seventy five percent of the planet plays. Oh, what's it called? Football. No, it's not. It's soccer. <laughs> like, it's just like, nah, we don't recognize the name of the sport at all. We already we really got that. Soccer. <laughs> Well, what what do you call football then? Yeah, we call this game over here. You play with your hands. <laughs> That's football. Well, there is one guy on the field that that actually uses his foot, but he's a pussy. He doesn't really count. <laughs> we actually recruit them from soccer players. <laughs> yeah, I know. You mean football? No, it's soccer. No, what do you? He's a football don't player. Understand. What don't you understand about this? You wear socks when you're playing soccer. It's called soccer. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Europeans, I swear to God. Uh, so then Von Hammersmark kills Willem. Well, God, I keep fucking the name up. Wilhelm. Wilhelm. So, Wilhelm. 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 Oh, Wilhelm. That was a good accent, Bill. Where are you from again? None of your business, Tim. <laughs> compelling. A compelling, uh, compelling argument. His point there. <laughs> Wilhelm, like the Kaiser. That's that's it. So, oh, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yes. Oh. There we go. So... What do you, how do you think this, like, what would have been the outcome of this if she didn't shoot him? Like, do you think the bastards would have just killed him anyway? Oh, yes, of course. He's a Nazi. Yeah. I think it would have been a, a swastika carve. Yeah. Oh, he, you think they would have let him live? You can explain this to your well, baby. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. With, with Von Hammes, Mark, yeah, they would have killed him. Yeah, they yeah. had to. Yeah. It yeah. was always going to be his fate. Yeah, you're right. You're That's right. What, I was thinking that too. I thought that what they would probably just do is, because Pitt mentions, like, you know, you shoot me. I got two guys upstairs. They got to throw a grenade down and kill you. That's a Mexican standoff. Like, I think that was a plan regardless. Like, all right, any trouble happens, we're just going to throw a grenade down the stairs and we'll just look at it later. Right. Will, I, I kind of alluded to it on the last ep, uh, the last episode, but Wilhelm is is the only person in this in this movie that I kind of feel bad for. Yeah. I really feel like he got to, like, I mean, as bad as you can feel for a Nazi, which, you know, there's, there's, there's not a whole lot of bad to be felt there. I... It, that was probably that had to be the most sympathetic character in the movie. Well, no, 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 not in the movie, not in the movie. Like Shoshana is probably you know more more sympathetic, but like it for for the Nazi. That's a good character, save, anyways. Bill. Yeah, good save. 
Thank you. Um, so there, there is a difference, too, between being a Nazi and being a German soldier in World War II. Because, I mean, the Nazi was still, like, you had to pledge an allegiance and become a member of the party. So not all German soldiers were Nazis. Mm. Yeah, it was the Wehrmacht versus the SS. Yeah, like, a lot of the generals were not members of the Nazi party, and that's why they were okay once the war ended. They're like, I was defending my country. I don't care who's in charge. That's just my my role. <laughs> all right, so then there, you're at the... Uh, Venerian office and the bastards find out that Hitler will be attending the premiere so they have no choice but to stick with the plane and go as an Italian film crew I speak the most Italian yeah. <laughs> fucking Brad Pitt oh my god Bongiorno uh, yeah Bongiorno. Exactly. Gorlami Gorlami I, I like that uh, Pitt calls the, uh, the Venerian a doggy dog <laughs> well this old doggy dog's gonna fix you right up and we're gonna go to that premiere tomorrow you're going to walk your butt down that rouge carpet. I'm like, wow. <laughs> okay. So why don't you like that, Bill? No, I thought, I, well, I thought it was hilarious, but it just, it, it, it made me more, it, it made me, it reaffirmed my hatred for Aldo as a character. Oh, I, I love Aldo. I think that he, like, he's just, he's in it for the ride. I mean, Von Hammersmark's just going, so you're just going to mumble Italian and just kind of wing it. Is that the plan? It's like, yep. It's like, okay, that's a good plan. It's like, plan sounds like Once shit. Again, what else American. Do? It's American. Yeah. It's just literally like hubris. It's just a big throbbing cock full of hubris. <laughs> just head <laughs> down running. Yeah, I, I am not. Like, I have no plan. I'm doing it. If I die, I die. Who gives a shit? That is America. I loved it. Yeah. Gold jacket, green jacket. Who gives a shit? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> America. So Leroy it Jenkins is- it. <laughs> Leroy! <laughs> oh my god, he just God missed. damn it, Leroy. <laughs> At least I have chicken. Um, but no, it's interesting. So, like, you know, it's like 75% of the movie is in uh, a foreign language. Mm-hmm. Um, and apparently, like, all the producers and everybody were like losing their shit over this. And they're like, they're like, Quentin, we can't do this. Like, um, the American audience will not like it, you know, because obviously we don't speak any other language. And he is the only one, I think, in the country who has faith in us. Yeah. He's like, no, no, the American public's intelligent. They'll get it. And like, we were fine with it. But at the same time, they had to throw the joke in there. So do you Americans speak any other language other than English? <laughs> speak a little Italian. It's like, I'm sure like, it's a horrific rendition or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Horrific <laughs> accent. An yeah. atrocious exit or something like that. Or you know, that's always bothered me. I'm going to, I'm going to have a throw, throw a little bone to pick in in here because look, you got fucking a hundred countries in the size of not even North America. Of course you can speak another language. Every, you fucking walk 10 miles down the road and they speak a different language. Fuck you. Of course you can speak it. Also, they're all romantic languages. They sound the fucking same. It's, it's fucking ridiculous. I hate that shit. I <laughs> hate it. Oh, I can speak Spanish. I can speak French. I can speak Italian. They're the same goddamn language. They sound slightly different. All right, go fuck yourself. <laughs> That's you such get an the American, American thing. of the Week award. <laughs> I agree with Bill here. <laughs> speak American, goddammit. I fully support his, his position. You're all on derivatives anyway. <laughs> Thank you, Tim. Voice of reason. <laughs> All these Europeans think they're so fucking smart and special. It's like, you know what? You know what? I got news for you. You're not. <laughs> Learning five languages and going to school 11 months out of the year doesn't make you smarter. They don't go to, they go to school three months a year. Yeah. No, and then they, they go, go to school. have wine and cheese on a beach well, for the they, rest or of they it. Go, they do go so to school. So they don't make anything. They go to school 11 months out of the year, but they go for like two hours a day, Monday through Wednesday. Yeah, they go from like nine to two. Every day. Yeah. And then they take off like 
a few weeks in between. Tip pansies. No, you need to cram it all in and then forget it over the summer. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> American way. You want to know what you do over the summer? You go out into a church field and you beat each other up. <laughs> forget it all. <laughs> that's what America is. <laughs> and you laugh at me. Good American fun. <laughs> then you make me go to therapy and talk about it. Tim, those teams and are thirty year olds, right? You're just a bitch. <laughs> that's not a winning attitude. Why do you guys get? Why do you guys get eight people and it's just me and Kevin on a team? <laughs> it's even, Tim. Tim, you're so fast. You guys placated me so much. Yeah, and then you just you do the Bill Dooley option. Tim, do you want to play or not? Oh. <laughs> exactly. You can go home. <laughs> we'll just it's all jump Kevin right now. We don't give a shit. <laughs> I really I really like how this has turned into like a therapy session. This is nice. This is nice. This is nice. The audience, the audience loves all these references. <laughs> so does John. I've lost everybody at beating the shit out of each other in a in a church field. <laughs> yeah, that's way too close to home. That's just me, Bill, and Tim are the only ones who get that. Yeah. yeah, it's literally it's literally very close to my home. It is. It's a block away. Yeah, yeah. I thought you just never left your basement. That was my teenage. That was teenage years. Teenage Tim didn't leave the basement. Oh. Well, it, dep- it all depended on where I had a free place to jerk off. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we need like a like a just like a Tim comic book, like just a storyboard. <laughs> just jerk me off everywhere. <laughs> I mean, you can basically, you know, do the ages of 13 through 25 in one in one comic book square. It's just him <laughs> masturbating. And <laughs> masturbating and drinking. There's two squares. <laughs> the only difference in the in the comic is you flip the pages and just the beer cans in the corner just get bigger and bigger. <laughs> and then slowly turn into Jack Daniels bottle. <laughs> kegs. Yeah. yeah. So can I just I just have to note uh, I want this is the only time that I'll do this. Um, but the the sidebars that I made to myself <laughs> at this point in the movie was oh that um, I this was the point that I had run out of beer and the only the only alcohol in the house I had left was tequila or gin. Oh um, so I decided on gin. I just ended up <laughs> drinking gin from this point on in the movie. And it, it was delightful. Very very you, good. You really aren't American, are you? I- at all. Who chooses gin? It was good. I choose gin over tequila. Straight gin? It tastes like what you're what you mm. taste when you don't have anything left in your stomach to throw up. Like, no, no. This a good gin is good. Good gin is, is it? Good. Yes. I mean I know it mixes well, but straight up, dude. Oh my god, the juniper. Fucking peel paint off the walls. This is this is like I I, I, t- I agree with you. I typically don't like gin. It tastes like I'm drinking pine salt. Uh, mm-hmm. But there's like a local one up here that's that I, I found actually when uh, when so, some of the guys came up to visit me one time. I, at that point, I'd never had a gin that I enjoyed. And we went to this tasting room and I loved it. And this is oh, I, yeah. I will drink this gin. Hmm. Is that the same bottle? It might be. And I drank a good oh. amount of it that night. What is what is wrong? With you? <laughs> I don't drink a lot of gin, Tim. It's when I run out of beer. I don't know. I remember I got a commemorative. I went down to Tennessee, down to Jack Daniels Distillery, and I had a commemorative bottle of uh, Gentleman Jack with my name written on it. And Paco's like, "Man, that's gonna be great. You're gonna have that for like the rest of your life." A week later, it was gone. He's <laughs> nodding his head as he's just opening the bottle on the ride back. <laughs> 
So let, let's rewind for a second. You mean to tell me that you ran out of all the beer and you didn't have a bottle of whiskey? Uh, I your... finished the whiskey like a week before. I just haven't bought any new whiskey yet. Oh my God. You went from the top American of the week to just the fuck. What the fuck? I was no whiskey? Ne- John, I was never top American of the week. That's outrageous. Outlandish. <laughs> Isn't, uh, oh no, that's like Vermont, like live free or die, the most American state. Yeah, that is New Hampshire, damn it. Oh, excuse me, New Hampshire. Jesus. Yeah. Vermont's a bunch Fuck. of fucking hippies. Come on. Yeah. They got tasty maple syrup. I like tree jizz, whatever the fuck. Oh boy, they do. Wow. <laughs> oh my God. It's so mm-hmm. amber and just mm-hmm. drips mm-hmm. down your chin. Mm-hmm. Gets stuck in your, oh my mm-hmm. God. Okay, let's get back into the movie, guys. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> hold on, hold on. Let John finish. <laughs> It just drips down the bark. And yeah. <laughs> okay, back to the movie. I'm All right, we're getting ready to get in chapter five of the movie, but this is chapter 12 of Tim's book. Come on. <laughs> Their beer balls are gone, but he's still tugging it. <laughs> We just broke Tim. <laughs> uh, I think that's my favorite part of any podcast so far. That's it. Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's get back into it. <laughs> so, so if you if you could hear a tree climax. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, did I really just break another person? Oh god. Oh god. <laughs> I'm sorry, Max. <laughs> oh my god. Alright, I'm done. I'm done, I promise. Derek's not on this. I thought we wouldn't be this distracted. I was wrong. Whoo! <laughs> <laughs> I'm sweating like a fucking big dog. Oh my god, so am I. I... <laughs> I just have to say, I know this still is in the movie, but I I sit in uh, the office space that we have in, in my house uh, to record this because it's the only room that I can kind of close up. It's a little a little bit quiet. Sam can sleep. Um, and there's one window in this in this room, and I do not dare open it for the shit that we say. Specifically, <laughs> so I sit in this like this just like heat box, just sweating my ass off. Especially like this whole summer, anytime we've been recording a podcast. I, 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 I have the same problem, Bill. I got African-Americans on one side. I have a biracial family on the other, and then Indians are across the way. So it's like, I can't see anything. <laughs> All right, back into it. So the chapter closes out with Londa investigating the tavern, finding Von Hammer's Mark shoe and autograph. Bam, bam, oh, that's what my note says. Bad break with the shoe and the autograph. I couldn't read that one before. <laughs> Terrific. <laughs> Wonderful. Thanks, Max. Uh, so I was thinking about this the other day, too. If everything went according to plan, every Nazi at that premiere would have just been freaking the fuck out when they saw Stieglitz and the whole operation would have just gone to shit. Because Londa knew who he was. Yeah, uh, everyone would know who Stieglitz was. Yeah. So like, it would have, like, the second really, he walked in the door. Do you, do you really think that they would recognize him on site? I think yeah, the high he was in the would. newspaper. Remember, there's a scene where they show him in the newspaper, you know? 
Well, they're all like officers and like higher ups, like high ranking people. So, and those are the ones that he was killing. So they would probably <clears throat> definitely know. All right. So, so the only, the only thing that like, you know, you have to assume this is at least a few months ago that, that he was caught. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, th- yeah. think of a news story you saw a few months ago. Would you recognize the picture from, you know, a, a news story a few months ago? Like it, even, even not a few months ago, but a huge story, the Boston bomber. If you if he walked by you right now in the street, would you genuinely or at a movie theater, would you genuinely recognize him? Yeah. Would you? I think I would. Oh, Jesus. But like also, it's really hard. He walks into the premiere and you just hear burn <laughs> Like, I mean, <laughs> yeah, probably everybody would, would know. Like, What's that sound? It's just him grinding his teeth. Oh, my God. <laughs> so loud. Hello. Do you like hold my popcorn? Do you like making money? Hmm. If you're like me, then you don't have time to listen to podcasts without making money. That's why I use the PodCoin app. It's the podcast player that pays. You see that Max guy messed that read up last time, but not me because I'm a professional trained actor. All you need to do is download the PodCoin app from your Android or iPhone. From there, you'll rack up PodCoin credits which you can use to get free gift cards from places like Starbucks and Target, which works well for me because I love to have my chocolate chip frappuccino with extra chocolate sauce and whipped cream whenever I'm at Target shopping for Moomoo's. So go to the PodCoin app today and use the invite code POPCORN to get 300 PodCoin for just signing up and start reaping all the benefits today. Now for the final chapter, chapter five. Revenge of the Giant Face. I don't know what that means. I I really hated the beginning of this with like this drawn out song. David Bowie. And then I really, I, I, I love Shoshana. Yeah, fucking David Bowie. I like a lot of his tracks. I did not enjoy that. And it's just her staring out a window. Ooh, that comment, uh, but continue. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's just, it's so drawn out and it doesn't need to be at all. I don't need to see somebody getting ready for the premiere and to burn down a full house full of Nazis. Just burn the house down. Mm. Just burn it down. Like maybe like the last second, like she, you know, like it pans in, like it starts with her already finished her makeup. She walks to the window. She looks outside real quick and then walks down the staircase. Bam. Yeah. That's all you need. So, I mean, they show the montage though of her, like how she got the, that's like where they show how she got the film made and everything too. Or else I would have oh, been kind it? of like a little bit of a gap. I'm like, wait, how did she get that video done and all this stuff? Yeah, like they show her on the stairs when uh, Markel Mer- uh, is like recording. He's like, remember, do this in English. Oh, right. Yeah, I, th- I think that that was kind of important to, to setting up the story that, that unfolds in, in this chapter. I think you kind of need to see that stuff. And I think it's just her, it's her getting ready, but it's her thinking about what, she is, what she's already done. It's her savoring the moment that she's about to get revenge. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to look as From great as I can. Fallen That's a good way yeah. to put it, Tim. I agree. Yeah. 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 I mean, like, a lot of that's implied, and she already asked whether or not we had the audio equipment and the shit up in the, ba- you know, in the attic. And they could have cut out five minutes and then still had enough time at the beginning to show Aldo getting into a fight with the KKK, which, in my opinion, mm. would have been super fucking awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I can see that. 
Anyways. You get the cool landscape shot of Londa finding Von Hammer's mark and the bastards, and he just starts cackling like a madman when he hears her shitty excuse for the cast that she's wearing. That should have been a signal to them that uh, the well, it was. Up. Well, I mean, look at Donowitz's face. Like he's his eyes are like super wide. He's got like this stupid smile on his face. He's just like looking back and forth from everybody. Like what the fuck? Well, and right. like in uh, in Aldo, like looks up to the ceiling, like bites his lip, like he knows yeah, the shit. Fuck. Like, that's the thing that I didn't really understand. I guess you know I don't really know what you do, but like at that point, you know the shit's fucking like you're fucked. I don't I don't know why you let her him take her. I don't know why you just go to your seats. Like change the plan at that point. Do something. Don't don't just don't do nothing. Blow up. Blow yourselves up. Be a suicide bomber at that point. <clears throat> Fuck they, it. Yeah, go hide but, in the bathroom <clears throat> and wait until the to- clock's almost up and then go back in or something. I don't know, but do something. That actually is actually a really good point. Like, you imagine they would come in, so, you know, Von Hammersmark gets you in the building, and then you immediately peel off. Because you don't want to be around an attention magnet. When you're there undercover, you speak no German or any Italian. Oh, that's a great point. You think they would have just... Right? You just peel off. It's just done. You're already in the building. It's over. You're wearing a tuxedo. Nobody Any, anybody approaches you, know, you, you, just, you just say like, oh, you know, no me speak. And then you're like, you hold a, pretend to hold a microphone or something, you know, like, yeah. whatever. Well, you just, you do the, the Italian hand, you know, you touch four fingers together and just, mm, like they were doing <laughs> after they were, they were saying their names. And like every time they'd say something, they would just hold up their hand and put their fingers together. Mm, Italian. <laughs> Right, you employ you employ the strategy Bill employs in a strip club dressing room. You go, no, me speak English. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, I don't know why I'm here. Way to blow my cover, Tim. Jesus, I didn't tell him about the mustache though, Bill. Th- that doesn't help either because the Londa then starts speaking fluently in Italian, and Pitt has absolutely no idea what the fuck he's saying. Because <laughs> Grazzi. <laughs> <laughs> Looking at Pitt, though, he's like he's squinting like Eastwood, just looking like the most uh, most American person ever. Gormani. Gorlami. 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 I like when he whispers it, yeah. Gorlami. It's like, Gorlami. Gorlami. In other words, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I, I but, know I can't say this, damn it. <laughs> but, okay, but going back to what you guys are saying, though, I mean, but the hiding thing. So first thing, I mean, Von Hammersmark, she probably can't walk, so she needs somebody to hold their arm. To make, not make it look like she's about to fall down because she got shot like 12 hours prior. But then also, I mean, they're Nazis. Like, they fucking love documentation and paperwork. So they're going to be like, where's your escort? Uh, they're in the bathroom. Okay, well, uh, we'll go get them. You know what I mean? And then they'll start interrogating them. Like, why weren't you not with your escort? We don't know who you are. Hitler's here. I would agree with you, Max, except for later where I have a huge complaint is the extreme lack of security at this premiere okay. that we'll, holds. We'll get into that in a second. Every yeah. fucking high German person. So. so we'll get into that here in a second. So yeah. first, I mean, you, yeah, you know, you got that awesome interaction with Londa and the bastards and, you know, the rubber dirty, all that good stuff. Um, little trivia. So Antonio Margariti. Margariti is uh, a. <laughs> He's named after one of Eli Roth and Tarantino's favorite Italian directors. And he actually did the original Inglorious Bastards, right? I was looking that up. I don't know if he did. Uh... Or was it Gorlami that did that? It might have been Yeah, Gorlami. there were a couple of the names. Yeah. yeah, it was a couple of the names that had significance, but that's I think Antonio awesome. Margarete did Margarita. like spaghetti westerns. Y- yeah, and, and like Vengeance. <laughs> oh, that's what, that's what they called them. Spaghetti westerns because they were Italian yeah. directors doing westerns. Really? I had yeah. no Is idea. Is that why they were called Spaghetti Westerns? 
Yeah. Yeah. The good, the bad, and the ugly, that whole series. I, well, like, Sergio. I, know, like, I could mm-hmm. identify a spaghetti western. I had no idea why they called them that. It was because they were mostly huh. uh, Italian or Spanish um, like sets, too, like crews, like full crews. That's, that's fine. They're cheaper. Wow. It's back in during the production era, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. And uh, a little trivia fact here, too. So the German actor that Zoller introduces to Shoshana is Emil, Je- uh, Emil Jennings, who starred in several Nazi propaganda films. But prior to that, he worked in American movies and had a Paramount contract in the 20s. But most importantly, he won the first Best Actor Oscar ever. Oh, wow. That dude. That's cool. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, so the first Oscar ever went to a fucking Nazi. Um, but I guess soldiers said that when they came into Berlin, he ran out with the Oscar in his hand saying, I'm out of the enemy. Look, I won an Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we had a weird uh, relationship with what was left over after we won the war, considering they got us to the moon, for fuck's sake. So, Or how Lindenberg was buddies with the Nazis, and nobody talks about that. Yup. Uh, Henry mean, Ford also was Lindenberg. awarded some, one of Hitler's highest honors. It's weird shit. My God. Don't even get me started on Disney. Yep, 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 yep. Also, the Germans didn't get us to the moon. They merely gave us all the ideas, technology, and <laughs> engineered it all. <laughs> then we took care of the rest. Yeah. And we Can- definitely didn't use any of their horrible science experiments like MK Ultra over here with U.S. soldiers. That def- definitely didn't do that either. Oh, boy. We're getting into some, some oh. dark shit right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, boy. Masked in sarcasm. All right, well, the movie's about to start when Londa, being Londa, interrogates Von Hammersmark for a moment, finds out that the shoe fits, strangles her to death, and then makes the call to arrest Aldo. Then he tells Goebbels, Goebbels that Hitler's about to arrive and goes outside to tease Aldo. So, Max, I know you're going to talk about whose hands those were, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think I mentioned that last week. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's Tarantino. Um, I, he didn't. He didn't think that the uh, the actor would do a good enough job. So he literally was <laughs> like, "No, nah, fuck that." <laughs> Apparently, she literally she either passed out or almost passed out. He he did it so hard. It, that's it, it's weird. That is a weird thing. I think I know the reason why he did it. <laughs> <laughs> do tell. Wait, excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that scene, it, like a lot of the other like close up murder scenes is is pretty brutal as well i mean i I think you can you can get a pretty clear sense that strangling someone to death is a is a pretty brutal way to kill someone tim do you have any commentary on that (laughs) (laughs) i no i mean strangling's pretty i think it's a pretty easy way to go you know sure Mm -hmm. you know in comparison to other things easy way to go or easy way to take both Oh, interesting. All right, good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, there is an intimacy because you're staring in their eyes. <laughs> but you can do that with other, you know, other methods too. I don't right. want to get too far into my book of tricks here. But. <laughs> right, right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's fair. All right. Well, uh, by the way, so BJ Novak, who I'm guessing was a getaway driver, is also caught. So then you get the scene where Londa makes his demands in exchange for allowing the assassination plot to go forward. Or at least he starts talking about it. Um so, John, do you still think from like a couple of weeks back when we had our villains episode 
Do you still think that he took offense to the Jew Hunter nickname, or do you think that he's just putting on an act in front of the Americans to make himself look better? No, I think he, I think he legitimately is like, he's over it. He's like, God damn it. He's like, really that fucking thing. Like he, that the character itself evolved because also you see how much he aged from that first scene Mm. to this scene. Like after he's been promoted, like, I think he was over it. He wanted to be considered, you know, a professional. He's a detective. He's a security person, blah, 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 blah. You know, and he gets upset that, um, uh, that, fucking game it that brad pitt you know doesn't have any professional respect for him you know i think he's legitimately like pissed off Mm. about the nickname no way no way god damn it john you're so wrong it's unbelievable (laughs) you are so angry i was i was biting my fist i have teeth marks in my hands stop drinking bill (laughs) absolutely not max don't tell me what to do But there's no way. No, of course no. he's but he's, he's fucking just playing him. He doesn't give a shit one way or the other. In the right he circumstance, doesn't... he'd be happy to call, be called that name. He just, in this circumstance, he knows he's playing the game. He's 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 in it for himself. Always in but, it for himself. He's always but, playing the game to win. And this is how you win in this instance. No, he doesn't need to. That's the thing. He has nothing to gain by playing them. He's handing the Americans Hitler on a fucking silver platter. He doesn't need to butter them up. He's like, hey, I'm going to let you kill Hitler and everybody else. So that way the Reich is gone. Like, he doesn't need to butter him up. I'm going to end the war for you tonight. Like, why? I I think it's like a job interview. He's just tailoring to his audience. You know, if he was talking to the Russians, he'd probably be like, yeah, I'm really good at killing people. They'd be like, great. We're good. We got plenty of people for you to kill over here. Well, and he's always he's always putting on like, I mean, this kind of goes back to the scene where they had where they were having lunch that he's always putting on the perfect, the perfect gentleman. Yeah, I mean, even in the the chapter one, you know, like mm-hmm. he, he's he's the perfect house guest, you know, like he, he presents himself very well until it turns, you know, like in, in just a snap of a hand, it turns. And right. Like at this point, he's not he, he hasn't turned. He hasn't had that, you know, that like that shadow draw across his face because that's not what he's going for right now. Right now, he's just going for the like you and I are friends where this is an amiable conversation. And of course, no, I detest that nickname. Oh, gross. Got no, the wrong idea. Some, yeah, exactly. I'm like, your that's buddy. something that I've had no control of. Yeah. And, and and he's also he's easily the smartest person in this movie. He knows that if he plays up the fact that, yeah, like I enjoyed killing all these people. Now, take me as your like quotations captive. That's probably not going to end well for him. He's already setting up his second job. He's like, I'm great at finding people. So obviously I work for the Nazis, but he's also kind of like wink, wink, like I'll find the Nazis for you guys once you flip me over to your side kind of thing. I feel like he's already setting himself up for his next career, but you know, I mean, he's that smooth psychopath that, you know, pe- that's how people become president. Like whatever that, that little thing that he has, you know, like he's super smart, super charming and upbeat, even though he just literally strangled a famous actress like less than an hour ago. And he planted bombs in Hitler's uh, box as well. And he's just like literally being giddy. Like, oh, that's a bingo. Aren't I cute? Like, well, you just I mean, literally I, murdered somebody. I think basically his whole plan is like, I'm going to play both sides of the fence here and like you know i'm gonna play i'm gonna do everything in my power to like maximize my chance to come out on the right side of this he doesn't care who wins he just relishes in the chaos to be honest like when you think about the rat squirrel analogy at the at the front of the movie 
like he is kind of like a rat disguised as a squirrel. He mm. kind of like has this very polished exterior, but he's a rat on his core. He's like yeah. just literally in it for himself. He'll fuck you over at any moment in order to maximize his gain. That's yeah. But no, I think he's it's it's more he's more complex a character. I mean, he gets genuinely pissed off after the radio operator gets shot. You know, he made a deal for that man's life, as as he says. Yeah, he gets genuinely pissed off. He gets genuinely pissed off because he just got swindled. Yeah. He He lost. He He got bested. Which we'll get into. We'll get into that, too. Yeah. 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 All right. So you cut back to the theater. And first, I love the fact that Omar is just watching the movie and doesn't realize that Donowitz is calling for him to go help him go kill Hitler. (laughs) Like He's like invested (laughs) in the movie. And then you cut back to Londa telling all this boss, who's Harvey Keitel, by the way, on the phone. Um, all of his demands, which includes the military history book saying that he was a double agent the whole time, full military pension with benefits and ranking the Medal of Honor, American citizenship, and then a house on Nantucket Island. Second mass reference. Real nice. Oh, yeah. Is Nantucket really that nice? I mean, if you're rich, it is. If you're not, no. Yeah. Like, if if you're rich, you could have, you know, like, it's beautiful. It's amazing. If you're poor... You don't get to see any of the beautiful parts because all the rich people own it. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's kind of not extremely convenient to get to. And I mean, it, it all really depends on what you're looking for. But Nantucket, if you're if you like Tim said, if you're fucking filthy rich, yeah, Nantucket's fucking nice. So it's just nice because it's super remote and away from the city. Is that kind of the idea? You, no, I mean, very- the actual island is <clears throat> extremely pretty. It's beautiful. Oh, OK. Oh. Yeah. But it's also, like you said, I mean, the, the remoteness of it, 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 I think it probably lends a certain amount of control to the people that, that have the money. So back to the theater, Zolar, who's just disgusted by the movie and just uh, doesn't want to relive it all over again, goes to the projection room to try and flirt with Shoshana. But as mentioned last week, he gets frustrated by the continuous rejections and forces his way inside. Then Shoshana shoots him, and then a moment of pity, she goes over to check on him, and then she's shot, and they both die. Yeah, I thought that she, I was disappointed in her, the character. Like, she's way harder than that. Like, don't feel bad. You just shot a fucking Nazi who killed, like, 300, you know, allied soldiers. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Oh, they showed more of his humanity, though, because he's... When they show Zolar, when he's shooting everybody, everyone's cheering, and he just has his hands in his, in, you know, his head in his hands, just, like, disgusted by all of it. Oh, I, interesting. I still don't think that he was a horrible person. I think that it's just... That it was, I think he's disgusted by wow. it an obvious lie. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, Max, I, I, didn't, I didn't at all take it as, like, ashamed of what he did. I, like, I watched that scene, and he was, like... He, as like he was embarrassed with his acting or something like that. You know what I mean? Like he, he felt embarrassed that his face was on the screen. It like it felt like kind of like a, like a silly, like shy girl. Like, Oh no. I don't know. Yeah. He's, well, he says I, something I think though. He's he, part of the great German propaganda machine. I don't think he actually killed 300 soldiers. That's fucking impossible. It's like, he probably killed 20 and then the story kind of grew. And then then Goebbels was like, he's killed 350. We're going to make a movie about him. That's how propaganda works. That's I don't know. I mean, just from what he says, he's like, yeah, you know, I'll do my whole wine and dine and all my other premieres in the future. But the scene I don't I don't like. I don't want to see the scene again. I think he says something pretty similar to that. 
I think it's yeah, a little right. bit of a PTSD. It's like, I don't want to relive this part again. I didn't have a choice. I don't know. I, 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 used to, I still see this guy as someone a little bit different than you guys do. Granted, he, he, he does, you know, become a fucking asshole right at the end. <laughs> honestly, honestly, it, it's, it, Mags, it's so funny. I mean, like, when he, like, forces his way into that, to that back room, like, to me, that's when you see the real Zoller, you know, like the real fucking piece of shit that he is. Um, but like the the one time they're like, all right, good for you was when like he got shot. You assume he's down on the ground and he turns around and he gets one more gun. He gets one more shot off. Like, you know what? Well done. That was <laughs> that was fucking impressive. But that, even like, even then he has a hesitation. He looks at her for a minute. And he's like, I, I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of conflict in him. Now it's the fun time. So Donowitz and Omar kill the guards in front of Hitler's uh, Hitler's uh, booth there with uh, literal handguns. They were like punch guns. Like, what the hell were those? It was like if you if you hit somebody, it caused the projectile to come out. Yeah, yeah those that's were things the trigger. back in the day. Yeah. Ba- they're, why they're, are they back in the day? I want those now. That is they terrific. Are now. <laughs> they're actually nail guns that work off of um, gunpowder cartridges. I saw a bunch of those over in Europe. Yeah. So I actually saw this gun prop in a spy museum in Berlin, like the actual one that Eli Roth had. Um, but then when I was o- um, it, over in Prague, I went to like a KGB museum. It was the same thing. Like they had all these little small, weird, like just handheld weapons, <laughs> like needles that were poison and just the, like the little handguns around your wrist that you just go up and just tap them in the back. Or you're, like what you're supposed to do is just like hit them in the back of the spine. <laughs> And that just like completely knocks, yeah, like immobilizes them and then you stab them or whatever. But yeah, that was definitely a thing. Just yeah, crazy. Yeah, it's wild. So then Shoshana's movie comes on the big screen as, uh, is it Marcel? Is that how you say it, John? Uh, yeah, Marcel. Marcel. Yeah, he lights up the film and then the theater just wildly erupts into flames as the bastards run in Scarface style and just start wildly murdering everybody. Badass. That I mean, that it's was awesome. that was pretty awesome. But all right, so the the issue that I had before about the the lack of protection, um, but but before Shoshana gets killed, she locks all of the doors so that they can't escape. Obviously, when the theater goes up in flames, mm-hmm. how how if you have an entire movie theater full of all the highest command in G- Nazi Germany, is there not? a single person standing out by a single one of these doors. That is ridiculous. Well, it just, it's, it's really just a commentary on their arrogance. And let's face it. They were in France. (laughs) I was going to say it's a commentary on how goddamn good that movie must've been. (laughs) (laughs) They all just ducked in. It was too, they're loving. Oh, there's at least one dude who wasn't in the audience because he goes flying through that window. (laughs) Hmm. Mm. He, was, he was doing something on the side. I don't know. I do have to say that one of the best close-ups in the entire movie is Eli Roth when he's just like oh he's just laying into folks and in his he just pans in on his face and his eyeballs are just popping out of his head. He's having <laughs> such a fucking great time. Like that was such a great close-up. Such a great close-up. That and Omar's half grin with a machine gun is like something out of an old gangster's movie. Yeah. Like you go from him, he's like, oh, it's like a classic, you know, like the 1930s Scarface. And then you look at Eli Roth, he's like, oh, that guy's a psycho. The guy is <laughs> loving this. He's just, it's like Tim so, with fucking syrup. So, <laughs> <laughs> so oh let me, boy, don't get me started. <laughs> let, me, uh, let me ask you guys a question real quick. 
because I, I already have my interpretation of this, but I, I want to. I, I think that you guys are. I think this is kind of clear. Was the original plan mm. basically suicide bombing? I was going to ask yes. you that too. Yeah. Well, like, like were they were they going to initially going to drop the bombs and then leave the building and have it explode, or were they going to stay there the whole time and have them? Are explode? you are you talking about pre bar the, the, the plan from the very get go? Oh no! I bet you, I bet you the initial one was no, because the German guys would still be alive, so they could get in and get out. Yeah, and it was like, well, you know, if we got to do it, we got to yeah. do it. We get Hitler. Fuck it, you know. I, I think that the two the two bastards there were just too carried away with murdering everybody. Like they had such a high from killing the literal number one and two, and then they're just picking people off in the stands. Like they were just having too much psychotic fun to even realize that their bombs were about to go off. Yeah, I mean, I feel like maybe probably what they're going to do is like they're going to get in and then just plant the bombs maybe somewhere and then just leave. Well, it's good. so when they when no they idea. first went in, I have this like further back in my notes. But when they first go in and they kind of hint to the fact that they have the bombs under their pants like that, I, like my my initial reaction was like, oh, fucking suicide bombing. That's fucking weak. Like, I, I don't know. I mean, I know that's, you know, if you can kill Hitler, you can kill Hitler. I, you know, you beggars can't be choosers, but that's a fucking. That's not as far as, you know, the the ragtag Americans that fucking kill everyone go in there and then they blow themselves up. Like, I, I don't know. I, I thought that that was like the plan from the get go. And I hated it. I hate. I don't know. I mean, I've always wondered the same thing, though. The Hitler and Goebel mannequins just get lit the fuck up and then the bombs go off. Kablamo. And then just the Third Reich is just gone in one big ball of fire. Did anybody notice the guy riding the bike next to the theater when it blows up? No. He's no. <laughs> a guy who's just riding a bicycle. He just goes flying. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. <laughs> then just to wrap up this movie here with some poetic justice, Londa formally surrenders to the bastards. And then Aldo shoots the driver, which causes Londa to go into hysterics, screaming that he'll get shot for breaking their deal. It just wouldn't happen. This is the only time where I just can't understand how he could be so stupid. He's so smart through the whole movie. How could he knows he knows who he's dealing with with Aldo, you know, like it's not like he's never heard of him before the shit that he does. Like, how does he think he's going to surrender himself to this guy and it's going to end up fine? Because he's he's arrogant that he's so arrogant that he thinks that Aldo's going to respect his cunning. Well, not even that. Aldo's going to respect his superior officer's command. Exactly. He has a code of honor in rules in his life and Aldo doesn't. That's the big thing is that like in the German army, it's like the, you know, superiors say like, all right, bring these guys back safe. Like, that's it. There's no question. But well, Dude, they fucking use that for 70 years after the war. I was just following orders like that's. Yeah, that's just guys, what they've been saying forever. I don't know if you missed a minor plot point of this movie. Fucking Hans blew up Hitler. I don't think he gives a shit about superior commands. Yeah, I would I would tend to agree with Bill on that one. <laughs> no, I think he still does, though, because the whole thing is like, you know, I was a double agent the whole time, so... He, he just like, cares about himself. He's setting a narrative for himself, but again, he does he does whatever whatever suits him. And Aldo is like his alter, his, his you know, his American self, basically. Mm-hmm. He does whatever suits him. He's in, the, he's in a role that fits him perfectly, but he's going to basically do whatever he wants. I just that was the part that bothered me is how how could he be so stupid to give himself to himself? Well, what other choice did he have? Again, I think he thinks that he thought it was already established that he thought Aldo had this like peer to peer respect for him. 
and that he thought that he was so cunning before that Aldo was going to think of him as this, like, super cunning peer, like, we're in this together. He would never... We're friends now. He almost... almost, Probably almost thought they were friends at that point. It's like, you're ruthless, I'm ruthless. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we're on the same team now. High five. Nope. I don't know. I mean, it is very, it's ironic and funny because Hitler broke all the rules of human decency when he invaded countries and had all the opposition just raped and murdered. And then he's also systematically, quietly killing all of his own people. It's like, how do you think this was going to go? Right. The puppy dog face. When he finally, Londa finally realizes <laughs> what's about to happen to him. He's like, I'm going to give you something you can't take off. And he's just like, boop, boop. Like, <laughs> um, I mean, my heart was racing at this point in the movie, too, because I was not expecting Hitler and all them to, to die. Right. You know, right. The first time. So when they show Londa smiling, thinking that he won, I had no idea what was going to happen next. So just the fact that Londa and all of his smug and giddy, you know, mannerisms for cheating the system and thinking that he came out ahead. And then, you know, also the fact that he tried to sneak stealing all those knife, which I thought it was pretty funny. He's, he wanted to use it as like a trophy or something. And Pitt's like, nah, give me my knife, too. He's like, oh, okay, here you go. It's like, great, I'm going to carve this into your fucking forehead now. <laughs> I, I, I got to say, uh, BJ uh, no- Novak or whatever, in that scene is hilarious. Like, it's th- I, that was laugh out loud funny when he's like saying, I don't know. I, I thought he was hilarious in that scene. As dark as it was. Yeah, casually scalping that guy. Yeah. I take that deal. Damn good deal. Just dead, <laughs> just dead eyes. Uh, that was so good. It's amazing. Everything about that. I mean, it's just, you know, it's a movie. It's supposed to be enjoyable, which it is. It so is. it's just it like, is. it's the happy ending. It's like, yeah, Londa's smart and brilliant and like a, a, you know, a mastermind, but fuck you. The Americans won and he lost. Right. Now watch him just get this fucking swastika, like just this nice juicy swastika carved into his forehead. Well, at its core, like, the movie is a movie about, like, classic villains and classic heroes. And so it kind of wouldn't make sense for it to end any other way than that, in, like, a good way. You, wait, wait, wait. At its core, the movie is about classic heroes and classic villains? Yeah, I would say. Wow. I, I, I mean, so to who, who in this movie is a classic hero? Uh, the Bastards. Wow. I, I I could not disagree with you more. How so? They are a cult. They're a cult, a violent, murderous cult who just, for the for, thankfully, was well recruited for the. Americans. Would you say that James Bond is a classic hero, or Schwarzenegger? He oh, murders yeah. a bunch of people. Uh, classic heroes in American cinema are flawed and are genuinely bad people, but they fight on the right side. No, I think there's definitely a difference between like a Bond and the and the bastards. The bastards take a take a certain glory and enjoyment out of the pain and suffering of the people that they kill. Bond, like Bond, never walks into a room looking to fucking shoot somebody's testicles off. You know what I mean? Like he he goes in there with a purpose to stop a bad guy. The the bastards are there to just fucking disgustingly like destroy people. Quentin Tarantino always turns shit up to eleven. Yeah, I'm just well, saying, like, the underlying story of it is, like, heroes versus villains. Well, also, just the fact that, you know, his stories are written by the winners, so obviously they would never mention any of the stuff. They would just say that they were just, like, a special force unit behind enemy lines. They wouldn't be like, they were terrorists. Right, right. Who just murdered innocent people. 
No, yeah, you know what, Tim? I, I, I can, I can see that though. I mean, I guess maybe that that is more. It is kind of, in, in a sense, it's like the like you said, it's it's a classic good versus bad, but with it the Tarantino fucking grotesque spin on it. Yeah. Well, it's definitely well, it's grotesque because there's like 15 scalpings in the whole movie. Yeah. So. Right. It's kind of a movie where everyone sucks, but you would just know who the people that suck less are. Yeah. I kind of look at a lot of like hero, like American sort of like cinematic heroes as like, you know, in general, most of them aren't good people. I know that I hit this a lot, but it's just what's kind of popular right now. But if you look at like the the, the Marvel movies, the heroes in those, you know that they have like good character. They might make mistakes and make bad choices, but they, they're they trying to do the right thing. You did I not think I don't just, think it. <laughs> yes. No, no, no. I think that that's a good reference right now. And I just I don't think that the bastards at any point are good people trying to make the right choice. I just think they. They just like killing people, and the U.S. government is higher than to do that. I don't know, Bill. You put yourself in their shoes. Wouldn't you not do the same exact thing? Fuck no. I would really. If you were if you were drafted if you were drafted and had no choice to go over to Europe and fight people, and you were Jewish and you knew what the Nazis were doing, and they offered you a spot to go kill a bunch of Nazis, you wouldn't do it. No, no, no. no. Would I join World War II and fight Nazis, especially with everything that I know now? Yes. Would I go there and fucking scout people? No. Fuck no. I'm not a fucking lunatic. I wouldn't scout people. Yeah, he'd set them on fire. <laughs> so just to kind of wrap it up, too. I mean, I just also the fact that, you know, Wanda, like his scream is like a combination of just crying in agony and defeat. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. he's just yeah. that yell is just like if it wasn't anybody else, it would be traumatizing. Everything about the Germans in this movie is they portrayed as pathetic. Like that yell was pathetic at the end yeah. there. It's just squealing like a pig. Yeah, exactly. Give me Crying. uh give me your best uh having a swastika carved into your forehead yell. Go for it. Go. Um Mine would be Yeah. <laughs> go go deeper. <laughs> deeper. <laughs> deeper. <laughs> God. Well, I mean, so this ending I think it's still it's one of the most enjoyable endings and just from beginning to end of this movie is amazing. Like it has one of the most intense openings starring Wanda and then it's just the full circle end of the book with him just, you know, just rolling around on the ground crying like a little bitch. I I, I think this probably is. I, I don't know. I, I can't think of anything at the top of my head. There's, I've, I think this might be the best movie we've done. I would agree. I think so. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. I mean, this is one of my favorite movies of all time. It's, it's just... You know, it, it, for for exactly what it is, it is it is damn near perfect. Can't, before we go yeah. into questions, I am literally going to pee my pants. I have got That's to fair. go to the bathroom. That's okay. exactly what a Marvel fan would say. <laughs> <laughs> Marvel, a real Marvel fan would pee their pants and stick with it, Bill. Seriously? Oh, he's gad. Okay, he's gad. Yeah. He's again. I'm going to pee too. Oh, for fuck's sake. Yep. Yeah. Uh, pansies yep. over here. Jesus, hold it in. Seriously, just fucking grab your cock and just go for it. So, what kind of offensive shit can we talk about while Max is in here? Um, I don't know. Usually, Derek like brings up the offensive stuff, and then I just turn it up. That's true. Well, maybe we could just make people really uncomfortable. Um, so, uh, how many digits do you like? You know, up the uh, the kisser there. You know, eleven. 
11 digits. Yeah. That's a lot of yeah. fingers. You got to get one toe up there. <laughs> now, do you uh, do you like the uh, the toes to be trimmed? You know, nice manicured, or is that a pedicure or manicure? No, I like a real sharp edge toe. Oh, so like a snaggle nail. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I like a real sharp edge to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I, a dagger. I can get like there. I like toe. I like a little bit of little polish on it too, so that way it's got a you know a little less friction. You know, it's just yep. the cutting. Yeah. Yeah, just to cut in a little pinch, you know what I mean? Yeah, you know, it bleeds freer. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't even want to know, Max. No. I'll find out, though. Yes, you will. And you will find out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you guys ready for the questions? Yeah. yeah. Let's do it. Okay, time for some questions. How would the world look today if this alternative history was a reality? You know, we still would have nuked Japan. <laughs> yeah. And, as we should Definitely. Have. Definitely. <laughs> so I, I think, I don't know, I I think this actually might have kind of fucked us up a little bit. Because if, if anything, if we'd killed Hitler now and Germany fell, Russia was probably a lot closer to Germany than we were at this point, right? Yeah, they were. So we would have had no foothold in Germany at all. Hmm. Also, Russia wouldn't have been as depleted as it was and right. probably would have been mm. stronger. So it, They also it, would have it, been very, much more afraid of us. Killing, killing Hitler in this we situation were. very well could have led to the perpetuation of World War II just turning us against Russia. That's true. Yeah. yeah, they could have just started steamrolling and then just started. It's like, all right, fuck this alliance that we had. Yeah, mm. Churchill would have definitely won the argument because immediately after the war, Churchill's like, we're, we need to go to war with Russia right now. Right. Yeah. Apt right now. And to be honest, weak. we would yeah. have gotten our shit rocked because nobody invades Russia. Nobody. Period. It yeah. never works. It, well, it all depends on what your goal is, though. I mean, if your goal is to take Germany away from Russia, I think you probably could manage it. If, you're, if your goal is to, to like defeat Russia and take the country... That that's foolish. You're never gonna. Yeah, no. Of course yeah. not. Yeah. Hmm. Couple of nukes would have done good. <laughs> oh, okay. It just so, so happens that we were Russia at a too. good point in history to give that a shot. That probably would have just happened. I think we would have just written like, all right, we just like brutally, you know, won this war by just killing everybody in a theater. So what? Why not stop now? Let's just nuke all of them. Let's just nuke Italy. Let's nuke Japan. Let's nuke Russia. <laughs> yeah, like, like the good guys would have done. <laughs> it's either that or this just turns into a Tarantino world in which like everyone is just wrapped up in violence all the time I just don't know like you know outside of where where each country was respectively I don't know how much this really changes history compared to Hitler killing himself you know what I mean Hitler killing himself I think was a pretty big blow to the German people because they looked up to him like a god and then he just pussied out that's a good point the Russians were, like, down the road. They just would have fucking, like, blasted him in the face the minute they saw him. It was oh, no, they would have, definitely. Ugly, too. Them rolling up to Berlin was not pretty in the least bit. Well, Berlin was rubble at that point, too. Dude, we firebombed the shit out of that. Yeah, go look at Dresden. Dude. I think they had to build that up from the ground up. They had to do with a lot of... So that was the thing. So I don't know if I mentioned this before. Um, a lot of the cities in Germany, they had the, they had a choice after the war. It's like, okay, because everything was just decimated. It's like either we can build anew or we can rebuild it the way it was before. 
So for Berlin, they're like, uh, let's start new. <laughs> you know, it's like, let's just get rid of all this shit. But for Munich, which is actually where the Nazi party started, they still have a bunch of Nazi buildings that are still functioning today because they're like, no, let's go back to the glory days. So they rebuilt everything. Wow. So, so like Berlin looks like London or New York. Like it looks like just like a modern city sprawling. And Munich looks like the classic Germany. That's interesting. Next question. What happens to Landa after this? I think he lives it out in Nantucket, to be honest. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at as well. You know, as much as a as much as a Nazi scar on your forehead would would suck. Like I think you you find a good toupee, and that basically solves that. I think I would plastic say surgery. Uh, I would say he changes his name last name to Trump, moves to New York, buys some buildings in Queens, and then has a real shithead son. <laughs> that's about it. Yeah, I think like one of two things: either just he commits suicide out of pride, like immediately. Or the CIA hires them to go find Nazis and do other shady shit. That that's that's actually probably the most accurate. The CIA uses them. Um, they were the yeah. OSS back then, right? Is what they yeah. were. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I think they which use is them. what Pitt came from. Like uh, all those crews, he says that. It's like, let me guess, you guys came from an operation based out of the OSS, and they kind of like just stare at them, and that's the ooh, it's a bingo. It's that's that a part. bingo. That's a bingo. <laughs> He's so cute in that scene. <laughs> it's all exciting. So many uh, gifts online. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> From all the scenes of this movie, that's the number one. It's just him going like, <laughs> um, all right, time for the real questions. Who is your favorite and least favorite in this? My favorite was Aldo. Mm. And uh, my least favorite was Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> Safe choice, Tim. I don't know. I thought I was going on a limb there. <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but this Hitler guy, I'm not a fan. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite was um, Stieglitz, and mm. my... <laughs> um, and my least favorite, uh, you know what, I'm, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with Hitler. I'm just gonna... Uh, hmm. Interesting. Because I, I really enjoyed, I, I don't really have anybody to hate other than, it's like, well, it's fucking Hitler. Oh boy, I do. My, my least favorite... And I think I've made this pretty damn clear was fucking Zoller. I fucking hated Zoller. I thought he was the he was he was my like private opum. Uh I, I hate that guy. Um yeah, my my favorite would probably be the glass of milk at Hitler? the farm. <laughs> really that was just a good, solid glass of milk. No, I, I I'd go with uh I actually I really I really enjoyed Hillcox. I thought I know that he wasn't in the movie for that much. He was just like a British douchebag, but I, I really enjoyed his scenes. I, I thought that he crushed that that movie, uh, mm. that scene in the basement. Um, I, I thought he was probably my favorite character. Yeah, it was a star star making performance for Fassbender because this is like his first big movie that got attention. He was awesome in it. Yeah. Also, good to know that Bill's very much a uh, glass half empty of milk kind of guy, just going with the uh, the least favorite first. Well, I mean. <laughs> So my, my thought was that the, the glass of milk being my favorite would be funny to follow with and allow for the laughter after. And then when that joke just died on the table, that's when I just gave you my backup. Uh, Clear! Hit it again! <laughs> Take two. Um, my favorite is Londa. Just as far, not as a person, but just his performance. I mean, he stole every scene he was in. 
And I mean, obviously, you know, he won the Oscar, which he deserved for this. Mm. And then my least, I'm going to say Von Hammer's mark, just because she thought it was a good idea to have a meeting in a fucking basement. <laughs> you don't have to be Stonewall Jackson to know you don't fight in a basement. <laughs> uh, well put. Thank you. Just how IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes have their own rating system, we decided to make our own. So, guys, what would your rating be for this one? Um, I give it uh, two Goebbels sex screams <laughs> <laughs> out of uh, four swastikas carved into Nazi foreheads. I would I would give it um, one card game that I am excited to play out of <laughs> one card game that I am excited to play. I hate Bill's you like so you guys much. ever play this game? <laughs> the Nazis invented it. It's fun. <laughs> I'm gonna give it. Uh, I'm gonna give it uh, three awkward conversations Bill has to tell to his house guests when suggesting a Nazi card game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, out of uh, two awkward conversations Bill has to have with his house guests, <laughs> <laughs> suggesting to play a Nazi card game. Uh, uh, I'm gonna give this 100 Nazi scalps out of a gallon of warm 12-hour-old French cow milk. Mm. Yum yum. Mm. And dysentery. <laughs> Alright, well that wraps up our two part Inglorious Bastards episode. If you like the show, you can follow us on Twitter at HM Popcorn Pod and Instagram at HoldMyPopcorn underscore podcast. And uh, we've got one more week in the, of the month, so uh, stay tuned. This will probably be our last blockbuster movie of the season before we jump into September and then a month of Halloween movies in October. So that's the show, guys. Woo! Bye. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. So I, I, I had a couple just in case he did go down the route of like you know the most creative, a creative ways to kill Hitler and. Oh, we can I have, just do I that have right to, now. Well, I have to. Bonus, 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 bonus. All right, bonus. How would you kill Hitler? Go. So I'm channeling Method Man, and it's a, it's a combo. So one is uh, like a like a coat hanger heated up on an, uh, on a stove, and then <laughs> right up the ass. Oh, but boy. also Pick up the ass like. Ah, you know it. But then also still with Method Man, just feeding you nothing but sleeping pills and cutting your eyelids off. Like, mm. oh god, the fuck is the are this is are these rap lyrics? No, yes. it's at the very end. They always have creative ways that they that they say they're going to kill each other at the end of like the Wu Tang, some Wu Tang songs. Jesus. This is the Method Man song. Fucking dark. Off the first, yeah. Go sew your asshole shut and keep on feeding you and feeding you and feeding you. <laughs> I'm gonna cut your kneecaps off and make you lean, kneel in some staircase piss. I like I like Carly Rae Jepsen, guys. This is too much for me. Bill does like Carly Rae Jepsen. I do enjoy that song. It's a delightful song. That is a way to kill somebody. Just put that on. I'm gonna put. I'm gonna give you Carly Rae Jepsen's album. I'm gonna put it on repeat over and over again, and your head's gonna go like blam. <laughs>